What up, what up, everybody? It's your man, Dame D, NYDC. It's Monday night. It's two mics up. And tonight we are back with what with a, a fiery guest, if you will. Someone who's right now heating up the screen, you know, putting in that work from my hometown in New York. You know, New York, New York, where, you know, all the real stars and everything come from. At least in our minds, that's what we think. Um but she she's really putting in a lot of work, and I, I'm honored to have her uh, and to have her join me on the other mic tonight. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and bring Irma Cadiz to the screen. Irma, how you doing today? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Oh, look, I it's a pleasure. You. It's a pleasure. And I appreciate you even more because, you know, you are a multifaceted, multi-talented, you know, individual. You know, not only on the screen, but, you know, after we've kind of done some research, you know, you're heavy in the theater game. You know, you, you really have a very deep background in theater and Broadway, off-Broadway and, and different things of that nature. And we want to talk about those things today. But before we really get into your body of work, I have to start with who is Irma? You know, what's her background? What is she all about? You know, go ahead and take a few minutes. I see you, you, you tilted like you have a lot. So broad. That's, that's broad. I mean, we could go so many ways with that. <laughs> well, I'm going to let you drive your bus. Uh, I am a Latina. I'm a home cook. I sometimes dance in my living room. I'm an actress, as you well know, and I am an aspiring budding entrepreneur, um, right. among many other things. But most of all, I could say that I'm a dreamer, that that's what encompasses Irma. Hmm. I like that. And when you say dreamer, because, you know, uh, dreamers have a, a lot uh, of varying dreams, if you will. Mm -hmm. For you as a dreamer, what, what does that really speak to? Because that sounds like that comes from your core. And, and I'm uh, really the artist in me. Oh, yeah, okay. that's, that's that the artist in me. I'm a creator at heart. Uh, that's something that has always been with me, whether it's drawing as a kid or, you know, uh, hairstyling as an adult or pursuing the arts, whatever you do in life, that, you know, that, that comes out of you. I'm a creator at heart. Um, so that, that's what makes me a dreamer because I look to do, I look to share these things with the world, right? Mm. As we all do, we mm. want to share our gifts. So that's what makes me a dreamer and just the constant chase of trying to put that stuff out there. Mm. I love that. And, and, and it's, you mentioned that, you know, putting that, that work out. Before we even transition to that, I'm curious to know for you, what or when did you know or did that it hit you, that spark that really said, you know what, uh, being an entertainer, being an actor was really it for you? Uh, it was late in high school for me. I had a drama class um, mm -hmm. where I got to do a skit on stage, and that for me was... I knew like, it, you know, I think we all fantasize about little things like that. As we're kids, we watch people on TV and we watch celebrities and we dream of that. But for me, when it actually became tangible, like I want to do this, I want to pursue this. It was in my high school drama class mm. for sure. 
Mm. You know, and it's it's interesting that you go back to high school, um, you know, and having that spark. What was what was your community like? You know, you speak of being a Latina, because I think, you know, I really want to draw that in really because coming from from a, a Latin background, you have a lot of different influence, you know, mm -hmm. the culture. And what was it like for you? You know, did you have a lot of friends that were in the arts when you were in oh, high no. school? No, not at all. Okay. No, 100%. No, no. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. If, if you talked about it and it was just laughed at, you know, by, by everybody, including my my parents, like, it's like, what are you talking about, girl? <laughs> no, there was, there was none of that. No. Wow. Um, if anything, it was hard to envision it. I, I hmm. for me, I went to college as a communication major because I, I, okay. I didn't even realize you could study acting. You know, it's something mm -hmm. that I saw later seeing the theater kids there and actually seeing that this is something you could study. But I went in for communications because that's what was tangible to me. Just having been on a class trip to a newsroom and saying that, hey, this is a career that can be pursued. And, you know, right. um, so that's what I studied. And that's mm. that's how I kind of started. You know, and then from there you had access to theater classes and things like that. And I've just. I think for me, it's just always been, um, I don't have a fear of failure. Okay. Anybody that knows me knows that about me. And you kind of okay. can't have that in order to pursue a career like this. Because you mm. will face that many, many times chasing these kinds that, of dreams. These kind of kinds of dreams. You have to be able to, you know, and... and uh -huh. It's not gonna be nobody behind you saying, "Keep going, girl." <laughs> you know, they're gonna be there like I told you to get a job, like <laughs> which I have. I have, you know, I've right. obviously I've been working. I've had my careers, you know, in the meantime. But yeah, now you you've got to have a a harder steel to go after what right. you want, and you just you just got to keep doing it. You know, speaking speaking of harder steel, you know, you you sound like you're very good at adjusting. Right. And like you said, you got to brush your shoulders off and really keep pressing forward because there's no one, you know, really there behind you to, you know, catch you when you fall. But what what has been the thing? Because, you know, like you said, you know, you started out with theater or, you know, having that background and transitioning into acting. But what's been the hardest thing for you uh, that you've had to adjust to or just as an actor, you know, just having that pivot or change? I think for me, I'm, I mean, I'm already over it, but during COVID, <laughs> the big change that happened when everybody went from auditioning in, in the room to suddenly mm. self-taping at home, that mm -hmm. was tough for me. You know, I, I had to buy the kit and everything and learn how to do it. Um, and I think I was very resistant at first. I remember even before COVID, I, th I remember my agents were sending me EcoCast and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, you know, I never started skipping one. Um, it, it was just unheard of, um, but now it's the norm, and I've gotten quite used to it, and I quite like it actually. I like not having to leave the house. Um, yeah, makes it a lot easier, right? <laughs> yeah, well, at least for the preliminary part of it, right? Obviously, if you right. get cast in something bigger or a bigger role, and they're going to want to come meet you and all of that, and that's exciting too. But for the right. beginning of it, I don't mind it at all. I, 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 I've gotten used to it, but you know, that wasn't my thought in the beginning. In the beginning, I'm like, why mm. do I got to iron out this curtain? And why I got to set up these lights? And my living room has been taken over. It looks like a studio right. now. And, but it, it's been well worth it. I feel in the long, run. you know, uh, in the long run, you know, and it sounds, you know, it gives you some comfortability, um, you know, to be able to be in a, an environment that you're comfortable with, like you said, to start uh, and be able to put in that work. And, and speaking of that work, like, you know, how has it been for you now that, you know, we're, we're coming out uh, of the strike and, and things seem to be, you know, 
uh, kind of settling back into a norm, right? How has it been for you? Because, you know, right now, like I said, you in the intro, you kind of coming out on fire, you know, jumping out, you know, we, we have you seeing you in uh, Raising Canaan, you know, Power Book 3, you know, Law and Order. You know, you I believe you're going to have your recurring role come back there as well. Um, but what has it been like, you know, kind of coming out of that fog and that that unforeseen or unfor, you know, glad, glad I'm glad that it's over uh, coming out of that haze for you. What has that been like? We still are coming out of it because, mm. um, mm. you know, the strike ended and here we are Christmas break. Um, but auditions are slowly tr um, trickling back in. Uh, right. I, ironically, the stuff that I recorded for Power Book, for Raising Canaan, and for Law & Order, well, not Law & Order, sorry. The first episode of Law & Order and all these episodes you see in Raising Canaan, that was recorded pre-strike. It was recorded last year from fall to winter. Oh, wow. um, okay. So actually, the Law & Order episode that will air in January was my first booking once that strike closed. Ironically, that they, they, you know miraculously they, they reached out to my agent and asked if I was available and brought me back on to play a clerk again, which I'm grateful for. Um, right. because a, among actors, it's like, Oh my God, when is my first gig going to come after all of this? You know, and you, you're just right, sitting there right. waiting, wondering if you're still an actor, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. So I've just been blessed. You know, it was a long wait. I kept myself busy doing things with the Met Opera cause they also work with actors during the strike just to keep mm -hmm. myself from losing that sanity a little bit because it was a lot of downtime, but I had that stuff pre-recorded. So when the strike ended, boom, there it was ready to go. Wow. Yeah. That, Which that's awesome. Out. Yeah. That, and that really does, uh, you know, help change, you know, a lot for you. Like you said, just being ready to go, if you will, uh, mm -hmm. to make that movement. Now uh, I, I want to talk and transition just for a second because, um, you know, you're part of a, a web series, uh, if I recall, it was uh, the New York effect. If I if I recall mm -hmm. correctly, and during that, you know, you you and the cast, you know, were you know uh, celebrated, if you will, at I believe it was the Cinema Diverse Palm Springs uh, Festival, if I remember yeah. correctly. And what was that movement like, you know, with the series? Because there, there's really a lot of backstory, and I want to allow you to kind of give the backstory to our audience, but. There was a lot of movement, a lot of things going on with that at that time. And what was that like, you know, for you to be a part of that movement and then to be a part of, you know, being, you know, acknowledged, if you will, by yes. your peers? Yes, yes. It's kind of what it feels like now with with these episodes of Raising Canaan finally coming out and, okay. and being called back. It's like it was a wait, mm -hmm. but you finally get that validation and it means everything. Uh, the, the New York effect, that that's a very, it has a place in my heart. Uh, my friend Juan Rivera, he's he's an amazing director. He That series started with a blog of his that he oh, had. Wow. Yeah, he, he was writing down some of his dating experiences and from it came the show. And uh, we recorded it. It got accepted into the New York Latino Film Festival. Mm -hmm. And it didn't win awards that first year, though it was showcased nor did it in that festival you just mentioned, the Palm Springs. But okay. the following year during COVID, honorarily, they reached out and said, hey, we want to grant you this award. Wow. You're our favorite. So wow. it was, it was, yeah, so yes. Wow. So that had, we didn't that's see dope. it coming. That's dope, that's, that's dope, yeah. So what was that, what was that like for you though, um, individually? You know, cause I mean, that, that, that seems like to be the big thing, but what do you take like, 
what did that mean for you, Irma, at that at that point in that stage in your career? You know, being acknowledged, but and I don't want to say validated because I, I from what I've seen and been able to read and find about you, there you don't need validation. But I, I just think you know it's important that you know I want to be able to but give we you a do. No, but you we do. do. You, you do. Know, we're human, and yes, it, that's it, it kind of sums up all that hard work that you've been doing. Yes. You know, when you're chasing anything, it doesn't have to apply to acting, whatever, you, right. you know, you're, you're trying to open a restaurant or you're trying to, I don't know, learn how to jog, you know, or run a marathon, you know, right. there's a lot of hard work and there's a lot of setbacks and there's a lot of things. This has been years coming. Mm. Um, mm. There's so much work that you put into this. So when that validation finally comes that says, yeah, you did something. We saw you. We like it. Love it. That, that means everything, you know, Love it. Um, and it's recorded. It's there, you know, for, yeah. you know, you've left a mark. Yes. So it does mean everything. And that, and that's really what I wanted to get to, because I think that is important. I, I think people need to hear that as well. You know, like you said so eloquently, no matter what level of life you, you're on or in or what you're doing for a career, that validation does mean something. And I think that's it's very your legacy. Important. It's yes. what you leave behind. You know, yes. it's knowing that I will die and there will be something remembered of me that isn't just gossip or whatever. Yes. There will be something good also that was left of me. Regardless it. of all the, you know, because we all have our drama in life and we all have our setbacks and we all grow and we all have growing pains. And I'm sure we've all been in situations we don't want to be in, but there will be something nice left of yeah. me. And that's that's important. That is important. Uh, Irma, thank you for, for sharing that nugget and gem. But ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere because we're going to be back with Irma Cadiz. As we go into break, I want to thank our two mics up sponsors for their continued advertising support. For without them, we could not bring you Irma and all the amazing guests that we continue to bring you throughout season six here on Mogul TV. So we'll be right back after this short break. Ladies and gentlemen, we're fresh back out the break with the amazing Irma Cadiz, actress, phenomenal theater presence. And uh, she has a few other hidden talents that we're going to talk about uh, that takes me back home, takes me back to part of my culture. Uh, and we're we going to find out if she adds the special sauce or not. Uh, but we're going to get to that, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, we talked you know, about, you know, your, your characters, you know, Irma and, and your coming power book three, because actually my wife and I were just playing catch up and, you know, I want to know, or if you can share without giving up too much, you know, talk about your character. Can we expect to see more of your character and what has the experience been like on set? Cause that's a powerful crew, 
you know, and team uh, of of actors and actresses and everything else behind the scenes. You know, can you give us some insight to what that's been like for you on set as well? Oh, it's been amazing. It's a bit that's it's such a talented cast and it's an amazing crew. It's a massive team, way bigger than you, you can imagine. You know, um, it's it's a it's a top notch set. It's a yeah. top notch set as well. Yeah, right, right. Um, it, it was amazing being there. It was amazing being next to Patina Miller. She's she's an amazing actress. The minute she walks in the room, you're like, oh, Rock's here. Like you almost forget. Like <laughs> you know, she, the presence is there. These people are ready. It, it was wonderful to see how they run their set, and it was wonderful to be a part of it. I'm I'm grateful for every episode that was filmed. I I play her hairdresser on the show. I'm a Dominican hairstylist. My name is Valentina. And and that's basically my role. I, you know, I'm there to give information just like any co-star would be. I, I, you know, I'm not a series regular. I'm, I'm a recurring role, which basically means I showed up on more than one episode. Um, but I gave her info she needed to make a decision, as you saw in, in the episode that aired a couple of weeks ago. And God willing, I'll be there for one more episode. We filmed it. Let's see what happens when it airs tomorrow. Because <laughs> I always say you never know what's going to end up on the cutting room floor. So we'll be all watching together to see what, you know. But that that's pretty much what I am. I'm Valentina and I'm the hairstylist. I, I own the salon it. that you bought. I love it. I love it. And, and and it's powerful. I mean, you know, we, my wife, like I said, my wife and I, we caught up um, and we were able to see you, Valentina, and, and the work that you're putting in. And like you said, the cast is amazing. You know, Patina Miller and everybody included. Now, you know, what what stories, if you can, you know, I know, like you said, recurring role, but it was, has there ever been, or while you've been on set, you know, anything that maybe moved you or was there conversation or, or something funny that just kind of happened or something unexpected from someone that, you know, you was like, oh, wow, you know, that good or bad, you know, hopefully good that, you know, may, maybe changed your thought about a person or thought about the scene or, you know, anything that, you know, maybe you can share that we don't see behind the scenes. No. <laughs> no, if anybody pulling funny stuff, it was probably me with myself and my own sanity. Because <laughs> no, this is a professional setup. Like when I say everybody there is professional to the nines. Wow. I um. Let me get back to you on that. Okay, no, that that's fair. You know, sometimes just want to ask. You know, sometimes we 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 as fans, you know, we see the glamour, right? A lot of times mm -hmm. we see the glamour. Uh, but we don't see sometimes some of the good things and some of the fun times that, you know, ah, I see. you. Yeah, no, there's no glamour, you. son. Uh, there's no, <laughs> it is hard work. If you want a funny story. Um, so, okay, so the, I mean, maybe not funny to her, but uh, the, the first episode that we shot, you don't really see me. I show up in the second episode mm -hmm. that we shot, but, you, you know, you only see bits of my arm and maybe my chin because I'm there washing her hair. But, you know, right. that was a long day. But that close-up that you saw, um, I believe I, I, it was the second episode. I'm not positive. But mm -hmm. when you see the close-up of her getting her hair washed, mm -hmm. that water was brick cold. <laughs> brick cold. It was coming from, like, it's you know, it's not a real sink. Like, this place is, right. you know, it's a location that's, it's a set. Okay? They, they, right, it's an right. old salon, but there's no running water. They, they, they made water function. Like, you'd be surprised right. the things that these... Um, special effects people can do and and these set designers 
water was running on her head, but it was frigid. When I say it was frigid cold, like when the director came to me before she came in the room and said, you're going to put this on her, you're going to wash her hair with this. And I touched it. I was just like, what? You're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> whoa, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> Did anybody so tell Patina what she advised? Huh? Did anybody tell Patina about this? Oh, she got to feel it before they put it on her. And I just, <laughs> listen, there was a moment there when they were finally shooting it when I hadn't, I could install any longer where I just leaned over and I was like, I am so sorry about what I'm about to do. Because <laughs> she was very casual about it. You know, she's like, oh, this is just a paycheck. It's just another right. day at work. Right. You know, but it, yeah, at that, that's the story. There you go. No, it's not uh, all the glamour that you think. That water was... It felt like the first time I was in my mother's my mother's Dominican, the first time I traveled there as a kid, the first time you took that cold bucket shower on an island where you had to throw that water over your butt. That's, right, that's what I felt. I was doing. <laughs> that's that's how cold it was. It was I Caribbean it. cold. That water. I love yeah. it. I love oh, yeah. it. Yeah. That, that's, that, that, thank you. So. And that's what we're talking about. Thank you for sharing that. You yeah. know, these are things that we don't get to see. And you know, mm -hmm. you talk about working on set. Well, you know, as I understand it, you know, you also are very busy offset. You know, you have a, a project, if you will, that you've, you know, got up and running as, you know, the Coquito lady. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, Coquito has become very popular amongst others. Uh, for some of us in the, in the culture, this is tradition. This is something you drink pretty much all year round. Uh, but, you know, I want to ask you about, you know, talk about your Coquito lady business. And I have to ask this from a personal uh, perspective. Do we add the tea to yours or not? In tu cocina, tu mandas, okay? <laughs> your, you know, your kitchen, your rules, there is no right or wrong. That's right. Um, I'm not here to tell people how to make theirs. There have been generations making this well before I walked into the yes. game. So God forbid yes. I should come in here as a knowledgeable sort. No, listen. Okay. Um, whatever floats your boat, even the egg or no egg discussion. Listen, right. however you want to make it, that's how you right. make it. Um, right. I, I have done it both ways, to be honest with you, because mm. my recipe has evolved mm -hmm. as I've learned to streamline for the business and what works for being able to, you know, put it out there. Um, okay. I I find it works both ways. If mm -hmm. for me, if I am not using the tea, I take quite some time on the stove at a very low heat, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. just reducing it a little and letting that flavor really come in similar to the way you would do with oatmeal. You really have to let those spices simmer for a simmer. while yeah um the tea similar idea it's it's infusing that flavor in but the work is done separately with with mm -hmm. the tea and what happens with the tea is once you pour it once you pour it into your your coquito batch the flavor will i don't know if you've ever made like oatmeal it's similar to the way we make arroz con mm -hmm. dulce or sometimes mm -hmm. with oatmeal it's done this way the flavor mm -hmm. kind of takes over you don't think it is at first but you have to let coquito sit Right. Yeah. I, I make it, right, let it right. sit for a couple of days before I give that mm -hmm. bottle to anybody. And that flavor just starts infusing. Yes. So we'll put, yeah. There's there's no right or wrong way. Right. It is your preference. Right. right. I think a lot of people fear mm -hmm. that the tea will make the formula more liquid, um, which initially it might. But mm -hmm. if you've ever made coquito, you know that once you let it sit as it should to cure, it's going to yeah. thicken. Yep. Um, yep. 
Yeah. So no, there's there's no right or wrong there. To tea or not to tea is your prerogative. That's what I say about that. <laughs> that's your mother taught you. That's probably how you should be making it because you want to handle yeah, yeah. traditions. You know. Um, I do attend some forums, some Latino forums on Facebook, where I watch that debate go on and on, and mm -hmm. I watch people really get ooh, they get angry about it. But you know, yeah. if you know <laughs> the little known history that we have of coquito, we know it's a derivative. We know it's evolved. It's continuing right. to evolve. The coquito that we drink here, it's it's very New York City, Different. like all these, yeah. you know, the, the modernized version. It's not what was made yep. back in the day. No. Nobody here is cracking coconuts. I'm sorry, but they're True. not. That nobody here is Ooh. cracking coconuts. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they're not. No, you know. Um, right, so right. It is, you know, I, so some true. people with a factory might be. I, I take that back, you know. But most of the homemakers, if they were cracking coconuts, those bottles would be going for well over 100 each because that's labor. Okay. That's um, labor of love, too, for real. Yeah. So I'm not here to tell anybody mm -hmm. how to make theirs, man. Whatever you love. I, I put a lot of love into mine, and, and I'm grateful for the people that love it. But to tea or not to be and, a tea, that's that's prerogative. Neither is wrong. And that's true. And I, and I want you, you know, also, please make sure, you know, give your, you know, line of plug. Do you have, you know, because I know uh, during the holidays, I know it's probably very busy for you. Um, but again, Listen, I know like yes, some of us. This is finally my downtime. We serve it year round. But mm -hmm. definitely, I would say from from right, be like uh, right about Spanish Heritage Month. Mm -hmm. right through the holidays. That's a, definitely our busiest times. I tend to slow down in January and you see me doing more of the paperwork side and working on the LLC okay. and all that stuff. But when summer hits, usually about July, I start doing pop-ups again because I, I started that business during COVID and I, what I was doing was freezing the coquito. I was calling it Christmas mm. in July. And that's how mm. I started the business. Okay. I was, yeah, I was selling adult ices, if you will. Um, nice. Our slogan is culture served on ice. And that's where oh, it came from. I love from. it. Yeah. I love it. But we're going to make sure that we put all your information, you know, including the business in the show notes for everyone. And, you know, time flies. We're coming to the back end, you know, of this co amazing conversation. You know, Irma, if you could, I, I want to give you a few minutes to go ahead and share your social media. I want to make sure that, you know, all of our audience and anyone who may be watching this, if you're streaming this on whatever your favorite, you know, streaming platform is, I want you to go out and, and check out Irma and the work that she's doing. Support her. She's an amazing individual. It's been an amazing conversation. So Irma, please go ahead and take a moment to share your social media with our audience. Yeah, I'm, I run by my name on all social media platforms. I'm Irma Cadiz. It's I-R-M-A-C-A-D-I-Z. You can find me on Instagram. That's where I mostly hang out. And same thing with the business. It's Coquito Lady NYC. It's C-O-Q-U-I-T-O Lady NYC. Or if you actually want to check out my products, you can go to CoquitoLady.com. And we're here year round. Okay. All right. And you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We will go ahead and, you know, make sure that we put all of Irma's information, like I said, in the show notes. We will make sure we get that out to you. Irma, I want to say thank you again for for just taking the time out. You know, you're awesome. I love I love your, your humor. I love your passion. We really like the work that you're doing. We wish you nothing but continued success in everything that you do moving Likewise. forward. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. Thank Our you. Our pleasure. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your man, Dame D. NYDC is two mics up. Your, your humble host. If you want to follow me, you can follow me across all social media, IG, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Dame D. NYDC. The show is two mics up. You can follow us too. 
all social media, IG, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Two Mics Up. This is season number six. We are now two seasons in on the Mogul Global TV Network, the number one network for positive programming. We are now entering over a million homes, ladies and gentlemen, you know, in 32 countries. You know, we are continuing to expand and grow. I have some special news that I'm going to be sharing in the next couple of weeks. And I want to also let you know that, you know, coming up next on Two Mics Up, we're going to be sitting down with amazing actress, singer, Shelly Rose. She's going to be, you know, you've seen her in ABC's Nashville. You've seen her in various other movies. She'll be following us up next week. And like I always do at this time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave you with a couple of things. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Mike's out. 007.